Hey everyone, I'm Jared. And I'm Arthur. And you're listening to Unheard Us. Brought to you by The Big Bees. everybody welcome back to another episode of unheard of it's your two favorite boys here on your on your favorite podcast and it's uh it's me arthur and my co-host jared and uh we got we got a pretty we got a pretty good episode lined up for you guys it's uh season three episode uh, season three oh, i'm so sorry season two episode three trip myself up there uh so uh jared how you been doing man how's your week been going you know, it's been going really well uh, for all of our listeners out there. Going to get into it nice and quick. I know there have been a lot of audio issues lately. That's because of the late recordings that we've been doing recently. Uh, that's going to get scored away pretty quickly because we're going to start recording earlier in the week. However, this episode is being edited differently and there should not be any audio issues. But if there are, I'm sure a couple of you will let me know as usual. But... uh yeah, no, this one should be great. My week's been going really well. Um, if I'm being honest, I I know I said on our New Year's episode I didn't really have a resolution per se. Yeah. But I think I know what I'm trying – or I think I know a hobby that I'm about to get into this year. What's that? I, for whatever reason, um, I'm in a new college program, but it's mostly self-paced. So I've got a lot more time on my hands recently, at least when I do have free time. And <clears throat> I am about to go buy a keyboard in the next couple weeks, like a piano keyboard. And uh, because I want to, I want to learn that instrument because I feel like I know just a little bit from where I've learned a few songs here and there, but no, I want to actually start learning how to play it. So you want to, you want to get good at it. You want to, be pretty proficient at it yeah like i'm gonna buy uh, a keyboard a beginner keyboard like 61 keys uh, not the full 88 like a piano um, i'm gonna buy beginner sheet music probably even get little stickers to help me on all the keys because this is something uh, i'd like to be I'd, I'd kind of like to be good or somewhat decent at it by the end of the year you know i want to be able to play a couple songs here and there at christmas yeah, you gonna you gonna learn some some classic Christmas songs for the family to sing. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know about well, I don't know about Christmas songs per se. Usually, when my family gets together, everybody just plays the generic heart and soul. Uh, but I just want to learn like uh, other tunes, like some country music, you know. And uh, I'm sure there's other nice covers out there that I'd like to learn how to play. Well, all right, man. So that's a pretty good resolution to have. But um, as for me, you know, this week's been pretty much all, all the same. I mean, I'm doing all right, but just working a lot. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Trying to stay safe in the COVID setting. Uh, just about how everybody else is doing. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm definitely waiting for those uh, vaccines to become more available, too. Because I'm trying to, uh, definitely trying to get that vaccine. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm trying to, I guess, as well. I mean, I'll get it whenever it gets distributed, you know. I'm not, I'm not in too big of a rush. My family's pretty healthy, so, so far. So we, and we don't really have any friends up here. So, <laughs> uh, besides me going to work and us going to the store here and there, we're not really in contact with like a lot of people. Yeah. Well, that sounds kind of sad, Jared. You, you got to get you some friends up there, man. Uh, I, you know, we, uh, we just, I guess, it be, I guess it's because we don't really go to church or anything social. Uh, we just, we just really never make a lot of friends in different towns where we're at. Um, we actually had, we actually had a couple friends in Virginia but um, 
not here. Uh, especially since we've been here, you know, everything's been locked down. So I, I've got a few good coworkers, but um, I also work an hour away from the house. So that kind of makes it difficult. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, you can you can uh, be friendly with your neighbors and stuff. No, nah, my neighbors suck. Your neighbor. <laughs> All right. Well, your neighbors are so sucky. Well, for one, I got a problem with one neighbor. They uh, moved in recently, and for whatever reason, you know, it's not an HOA neighborhood, so people can park on the street. That's fine. However, my car is the only one that is parked outside in my home, and they feel that even though it's my fence lines, like when they when they cross that certain point in the drives, they feel like they can park their cars in front of our house and behind like my car uh, on my driveway, and uh, I just don't like it. It rubs me the wrong way because they never park in front of their own house, you know. Like it's like it's too good for them. I mean, they box you in or something. You can't get out. Yeah, sometimes they box my own car in. Damn, son, that's tragic. Have you talked to them about it yet? Nah, I'm just gonna let this hate grow inside of me until one day I finally lose it. Nah, nah, you need to, you need to go ahead and talk to them and be like, yo, stop, stop parking at my house, park at your own house. That's why your house is there. I mean, that's what it, that's what you would think. I got a lot of problems with this city, anyways, because they try to fine you for dumb stuff here. Are they? Are your neighbors? You live in a kind of a younger neighborhood. Uh. I'd say it's I'd say it's mixed. Like the neighbors that I get angry with are pretty close to our age. Yeah, but um I figured. I've got neighbors that are nearby me that are kind of elderly as well. So it's kind of a mixed neighborhood. Alright. I feel you, I feel you. Well, um if you if you're trying to jump right into the show, we got some uh we got some sports news for everybody, some football news happening. We uh, just got the AFC and NFC semifinal uh, games today. And, uh, well, was it, it was the semifinals, right? Uh, yeah, this round was, and now we're going into the conference finals. Yeah. So, so I mean, the, the, stage is, the stage is set for uh, – for the AFC, we have the the Bills versus Kansas City, and in the NFC we have Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. So how do you think that's gonna go? I mean, I already know you said that that uh, Kansas City and Green Bay in the in the uh, Super Bowl, but now with uh, Patrick Mahomes going out today, uh, do you think that you think? You think they're still going to be able to beat the the Bills? Uh, uh well, it depends if he stays out because uh, depending on the injury, yeah, you don't know. Some quarterbacks they're able they're able to clear the concussion protocol, um, in a few days' time if they if it's possible. But I mean, I don't know, man. Patty Mahomes he looked a little woozy getting up from that hit. Uh, he could he could barely walk or really it looked like he didn't even know where he was. So uh. I don't know if he's if he's not available. Obviously, I'm taking the Bills, and now, now that the New Orleans Saints blew a hole in their playoffs again, because they haven't been screwed like most people think, they do it to themselves. And and I can back I can back I mean, that up on any argument if uh, people want to argue that one day, because a lot of people think the Saints have been screwed the past few years, but um, I think it's the complete opposite. Yeah, I would say I don't. I don't know, man. I just never, I never expect them to, to get to conference final. And even if they do get to a conference final, I never expect them to get to a Super Bowl, man. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if that's the Falcons fan of me with the hatred to the Saints talking, or if it's just a sports fan of me looking at looking at them, looking at their history. I have got no hatred for Drew Brees or the New Orleans Saints. None. Like, uh, because the Falcons, when they suck, they suck. So I'm not going to root against the rest of the conference. However, um, 
like the past three years, there's been a lot of people saying that the Saints have been screwed, and I just don't buy it at all. Literally, you could go back, I think three years ago, the Minnesota miracle happened with Case Case Keenum yeah. and yeah, all that nonsense. But the Saints defender literally blew an open coverage. So that's on them. And the next year, they're facing the Rams, who then go on to the Super Bowl um, after beating the Saints in the divisional round. And and uh, everybody knows the rest of that story. But in that game, people were complaining about pass interference. Okay, fine. They didn't call pass interference. But that call didn't decide the game because then it went into overtime where who throws a pick on their first possession in overtime? Drew Brees. And, uh, of course, last year they blew it against the Vikings. And now this year they obviously couldn't score more than 20 points. To me, the Saints do it to themselves. They haven't had – I'll say the Minnesota miracle was bad luck, but other than that, it seems like they run out of gas in the playoffs. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, uh, I like I said, I never, I never see them being able to make it that far, and they've they've proven time and time again on how they won't make it that far. So, you think this is going to be Drew Drew Brees? You think Drew Brees played his, his final game today? I um, I don't know. I I uh, I think that the Saints have a lot of options. And they're going to really contemplate bringing Breeze back um, because he, he'll probably kind of be like Big Ben in a way where his price tag is going to be 30 to $40 million for one season, which, I mean, hey, if I had the opportunity to play football for a year and make that kind of money, ain't no doubt I'm coming back. But, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, of course. I don't know because I hear he's already got a job in the booth set up for him that he made a deal with uh, – NBC or CBS, something like that last year. Um, so I think this has already kind of been pre-planned. I mean, uh, for me, it's tough to say it might be 50-50 because he keeps wanting to come back and play, but I'm pretty sure he made a deal already to uh, be in the booth. Tragic. Um, so, and you think, uh, you think the, you think the Green Bay and Tampa Bay showdown is going to go go in Green Bay's favor? So actually, I know last week I called the Chiefs and uh, Packers. Now, here's where my predictions get a little iffy. The Chiefs, if Patrick Mahomes comes back, I have no doubt. I mean, I have a little doubt because the Bills are really good. But I think the Chiefs pull it off if Patrick Mahomes plays. Um, if they don't, like if Patrick Mahomes doesn't come back and play, I think the Bills actually beat the Chiefs. And my yeah. sleeper was already Tampa Bay, and here's why. Um, I was worried that, uh, well, I wasn't worried, but if New Orleans went to Green Bay, I thought, okay, there's no way Aaron Rodgers lets Drew Brees beat him out in Lambeau Field. However, Tom Brady has like over 20 years experience of playing in the cold in new England and uh, he's going to have those boys ready. So I know I called the Packers to win, but uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and call an upset. I'm not going to call it for the chiefs and bills game because I, I think Patrick Mahomes may be back depending on his injury, but uh, I'm actually calling the bucks to go to the super bowl. Now I think they're going to beat the Packers. Now, do you think the Bucks will be able to beat uh, the the Chiefs or the Bills? That's a tough call. I really don't know. And but I'll say this: um, the Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay this year, and uh, that would yeah. be a huge advantage, like for uh, the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Given given uh, everything, of course, my Super Bowl predictions are out. So my new Super Bowl prediction will probably is 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 looking like I'm I'm thinking that the Bills are gonna edge out Kansas City, and um, and I'm thinking that uh, 
Green Bay is still going to stay stay tall against uh, Tampa Bay. So, so it's going to be, uh, according to me, it's going to be them in the Super Bowl. All right. The Bills and Green Bay. All right. Heard it here first. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I've I've been really excited. I think for any of our listeners, uh, the past two weekends have been extremely fun to watch. I didn't really know how I would like adding an extra playoff team because I just thought, okay, well that means that mean that basically means one more mediocre team is going to get in the playoffs. And with the exception of um, the Washington football team and the NFC East, most of the playoff teams were actually pretty decent still. Um, so it's been really fun the past couple weekends to have all these games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that is, uh, that's how football has been going. Hope you enjoyed that take. And now for something a little more marvelous, let's discuss the recent show on Disney plus the WandaVision first couple episodes and we're just going to go ahead and say spoiler alert because we don't know if we're going to let something out by mistake. And I definitely know I'm probably going to let something out. So if you haven't seen those two episodes, you might want to skip about five to ten minutes forward. <laughs> so what do you think about the shows, man? Uh, or the, the, two episodes? the first one took a little time to get into. Uh, it was kind of slow-paced, but... By the second episode, I was really into it. Um, it's really fun to see the different decades of sitcom television and how how they're portraying it, at least. Um, I will say that <clears throat> based off some of the Easter eggs I've already seen, I think the show is a little crazy, or I, I think it's going to be a little crazy, but it's going to be really fun here in the next few episodes. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I definitely enjoyed them. Uh, I thought the I thought the first episode was extremely funny. I just I don't know. It just made me feel like watching uh, TV Land at my like at my grandma and my granddaddy's house uh, when I was little. You know, just like just seeing that kind of comedy, and of course it was in black and white and everything like just it, i don't know it, it 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 made me feel good and to see it portrayed uh with those characters i thought it was i thought it was really neat to see and uh them and so what they're doing uh the different decades they're doing what the 50s the 60s and the 70s right yeah i mean so the the 50s episode the first one was kind of like uh an i love lucy uh, tri- tribute, and yeah. then the second one was uh, Bewitched. That's what that one was based off yeah. from the sixties. So it, like I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I think they're setting up. I, I think they're setting up for something big. I mean, especially for this being the start to uh, Phase Four. And also, did you did you like that? Uh, did you like the the Marvel intro? for phase four uh yes i did i i'll tell you what i didn't like about the show (laughs) um i didn't like that for what's supposed to be a 30 minute sitcom the last six minutes are credits bro i'm not gonna lie to you i thought the same thing because when it was like the end and then it's like it skips out to like the tv show i went to the tv and I was like, yo, it's got seven more minutes left. Like, is there going to be an after credit scene or something like that? I literally skipped through it, and it was credits, 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 credits in different languages, all that. And I was like, yo, they are on one for this. Like, why did they put so many credits in there? Like, it, it was it, – uh, it, 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 it irked me as well. I mean, so. so when they when they start to close it out, you see basically the sword agency, like, writing on the pad and the TV – and you kind of see it in a in like the helicopter instance, so that's a spoiler for anybody that didn't know. Um, but sword, as most people know, kind of take over shield in a way. So uh, I guess that kind of acts as like an intro for where it's going. 
but I thought the same. I thought the same yeah. thing. Like when, when it started ending and it went into this nice credit scene, I was like, okay, wow, we're maybe we're about to have a post credit sequence at the end of a show. Um, but no, no, six and a half minutes. You get to the end and you're like, uh, why did they just do a movie credit sequence for a thirty minute show? Yeah, they uh, they definitely got me with that. They they, <laughs> they fooled they fooled everybody with that one. But um, yeah. But uh, back to that to that Marvel intro. The uh, I like how they had uh, you know scenes from Endgame in there. They had uh, Iron Man doing the snap. Yeah. From what I saw and. Some other stuff, some other really good uh, scenes from Endgame and stuff. So, I'm excited for that. Did you hear about uh, supposedly uh, Chris Evans and talk to and talks to Reprise as uh, Captain America? So on the same day that news came out, he had actually tweeted out. He's like, "Well, that's news to me uh, because uh, okay. I don't think he's returning." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. Maybe he's trying to keep it under wraps. Maybe they're trying to keep it under wraps, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much more they could squeeze out of Captain America. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. His story is pretty fulfilling. You know, his whole arc in the MCU is is really nice. Uh, I I hear I hear Robert Downey Jr. is actually in talks to. Uh, become a Star Wars villain, either on some Disney Plus shows or in future movies. Hmm. I definitely, I didn't hear about that. But, um, but yeah, back to uh, WandaVision. Um, I don't, like, I'm, I'm really excited and I'm glad they dropped those, like, those two black and white episodes back to back. So now the next episodes are going to be in color. And um, there's a spoiler, so like like Jared said, you you might want to skip over this. But if you haven't already seen those two episodes, but you know that one scene where they are walking outside, and that beekeeper uh, comes out of the sewer, yeah. and all she says is no, and they literally go back in time in the show and and go and like you know do that whole reverse thing like. People are saying that they're setting up for uh, kind of like a House of M. Oh well, they, type they of definitely situation. are. I mean, did you see Vision's tie in the first episode where he's showing up to work? No, that's like a, a clear one of the like logo depictions from the House of M comic storyline. Oh, I didn't. I haven't. I haven't really watched anything or seen anything on the internet because I've seen a bunch of stuff talking about Easter eggs and stuff. I haven't gotten a chance to uh to look at it all yet but uh i mean i'm i'm excited for for what they're talking about yeah because of course uh scarlet witch is uh extremely powerful mutant and uh in the the mcu she isn't a mutant i'm using air quotes uh to uh as as of uh you know, mutants are a Fox thing, but now that Marvel owns Fox, I, I guess they could call her a mutant now. Uh, I think they're going that direction, and I've also, with the spoiler alert, with the babies that are about to pop up, um, I think they're going to go that route. A lot of people are talking about Mephisto, and this is going to kind of be the introduction for the mutants. Um, I do like that we're seeing more of her actual powers in the show. The only thing I'm upset about, and she just confirmed this in an interview the other day, um, promoting the show. She says that, you know, Wanda does still have a Sokovian accent. And I'm like, where? Because you lost it after the first film. Yeah. Yeah. People are, people are definitely calling uh, Marvel out for that. Uh, talking about how she let she lost her accent after the first after the, her first appearance. Like, well, I don't I don't know where that accent's gonna come from, but it's gonna 
I feel like it's going to sound weirder for her to go back to the accent now for her not having the accent for so many appearances. Yeah, I mean, I've seen theories try to relate it where they're talking about, oh, well, you know, she was spending so much time in America with the Avengers that she got used to the country and the accent. I'm like, what? Uh, literally, Civil War takes place like six months after Age of Ultron. Yeah, they had one for that one. So, I mean, I read a lot of dumb theories on the internet where people just literally, I feel like they don't even watch the movies because they don't know what they're talking about. But, um, I mean, yeah, it'd probably be weird at this point because she's been in like three or four other films at this rate where it'd probably be weird to go back. Or maybe, maybe, maybe she has just been altering how people hear her speak. Uh, could be. I mean, there was so many things that Marvel just kind of forgets from time to time. Um, like if you watch the first Guardians of the Galaxy, you'll notice that like Peter Quill and they they even kind of reference it a little bit, and some of the other characters, they wear like a little chip behind their ear, and it's it's basically yeah. the their alien translator, so they can communicate with the um, other civilizations and everything. Well, then when they were filming Infinity War. They were uh, the directors, and even James Gunn was in the media talking about uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Tony Stark will be able to communicate with Drax without a chip. He just won't know what he's saying. And then they kind of like retconned all that. They're like, oh, everybody can just speak English. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's... Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind I of mean, a big ask anyway, especially in a movie like Infinity War because there's just so much going on. But... There's a lot of things that Marvel just likes to nix from time to time, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, and, uh, I don't know. It, it seems, it'll, it seems just easier to just be like, everybody can understand everybody instead of having to do a kind of an explanation on how everybody is able to understand and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I get it. So, uh, so I mean it is what it is. Um but no, I'm I'm still I'm very excited. The show is really interesting and basically we're going to have this nice year of a bunch of Marvel to watch because after these 9 episodes come out um it goes straight into like Falcon and Winter Soldier and then later this year we've got uh Spider-Man 3 in December. Um I can't recall if another show is coming out this year. I think I think one is, but I'm. Isn't isn't Loki coming out this yes, year? Yes, Loki. Um, and isn't uh is is Doctor Strange two not coming out this year? Or is it coming out next year? Yeah, I think that's coming out next year because they're they're still filming it, and the UK keeps getting locked down during filming. Sheesh. They're on like Tragic. they're on like their third or fourth lockdown, and they're supposed to be doing everything right over there. But um, this is a this of course isn't Marvel news. But I was wondering if you had heard of uh, Ray Fisher being removed as Cyborg in the uh, in the DC EU. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's been all over the place. But uh, if you know me, you know that I've been falling asleep to those DC movies, especially the big team ups, Justice League. Um, Batman vs Superman. Those are all boring movies. They, uh, uh, they, they're not good at all. I like I I I don't know. I like Batman uh, vs Superman. That was a I, in my opinion, I thought it was a good one. But Justice League definitely could have been better. Uh, oh. Those reshoots, the way Joss Whedon re redid the whole movie, I didn't like that, bro. I'm definitely excited to see uh, what? Zack Snyder can't do no better. Uh, Superman's not supposed to be a killing machine. Uh, and Joss, Joss Whedon didn't shoot that scene at the beginning of Batman vs. Superman, where Superman's basically killing a terrorist because Amy Adams and her Lois Lane getting into trouble out in the Middle East. Superman 
to Zack Snyder is just like a killing machine for whatever reason? Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just like Zack Snyder's kind of darker takes on, on, on those heroes, man. Like, I know, call it bad, like, Superman is not supposed to kill, Batman's not supposed to kill, but as as bad as they beat up people, you, and as strong as they are, you know they definitely have probably killed people before. I mean, I'm glad if, I'm happy if that's the direction that they say they're taking it, you know, but uh, it's usually not. Like, that dark trailer with Robert Pattinson's Batman where he's just breaking bones left and right, like, you already know how dark that tone is from the trailer. But they make Superman out in these Man of Steel movies. And I'm not saying Man of Steel isn't that good, because I think it's decent. But uh, literally Zack Snyder makes him out like he's this beacon of hope to the world. And he just keeps killing everything in sight. Even the civilization by uh, destroying the entire towns. Yeah. But I mean, uh, but when he destroyed the uh, the city, trying trying to uh, fight Zod, I mean, most of that is Zod's fault. Like he's not he's not actively setting out to destroy these buildings and stuff like that. That's why he looked. That's why he was he had he was so pained and didn't want to kill Zod. And I mean, he ended up killing him. Like I don't know. I I feel like bro the way. <laughs> They're depicted is like the they don't have another choice. Superman don't care about nobody, even in uh, Batman vs Superman. I think what he goes to trial again for all the lives lost, uh, at in the destruction of Metropolis or whatever. He literally, yeah. And then you know Lex Luthor blows the entire courtroom up, but obviously Superman is fine. Henry Cavill, and I know it's not his fault. He literally looks down for one second and then he just like gets up out of there and flies away. He does not care that flies away. he doesn't care that nobody <laughs> lost their lives just then. He's like, you know what? I'm free now. No longer on trial. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I hear you on that argument. I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. Um, I, I just like this way that they're taking them. And I, I am definitely excited to see, how uh, Zack Snyder's original plan for Justice League is going to be taken out, and um, I was excited for the for the Flash movie too until you know I heard that news about Ray Fisher, man. Like, I, I feel like uh, the people at Warner and uh, are just kind of definitely doing him dirty just to take up for Joss Whedon and. Uh, and um, Jeff Johns. Bro, they've... Look, no disrespect to Ray Fisher, but the man literally stars in, like, one film, and uh, they've they've already kind of kicked Josh Whedon to the curb, and uh, I'm not sure what they ended up doing to Jeff Johns. Maybe they did nothing, but they basically... You know, Ray Fisher's calling for the head of DC's removal, like, that's going to happen. And he keeps calling them out, even after the investigations and everything. <laughs> like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, the investigations are over, and now he's just bad mouthing his employer. Well, yeah, but if if what he says is true that happened, and like you know the blatant racism, sexism, and stuff that he says happened, then he has every right to to keep fighting for it, right? If that was Joss Whedon, but they've already said that he's not coming back. He's he's just well, calling everybody he, else enablers now and keeps going after the company. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of people see shady stuff in businesses, right? Like, uh, like I'm sure the company you work for and the company I work for, there's some stuff that you're you don't agree with. But oh yeah, for sure. You know, if you go public with some of that stuff that no matter how right or wrong it is morally and ethically that you can lose your job. And, uh, I mean, I mean, I kind of be fine with that. really. I wouldn't be fine with it on my end. Uh, and I think Ray Fisher, I mean, I applaud him for trying to do what's right. They've held an investigation and everything, but at this point, 
it's not like he had this huge leash with the company anyways. He literally played the role for one movie. Uh, so they And they only show like half of his face. I'm sure some other dude could step in. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know, man. I I thought he did a really good job as as Cyborg, and I'm pretty I'm pretty upset to see him being taken out of the role and being written out of the the Flash films. I I felt like him and Flash had had some good chemistry. Bro, they've been they've been working on this Flash film for like six years now. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Like they keep saying, it's there's com- more rewrites. It's there's more rewrites. There's more production. Like when, when's it coming out? I mean, you're right, but I mean, they they messed they shot themselves in the foot anyways by uh, just doing Man of Steel, then doing Batman versus Superman, and then Justice League. Like they kind of they they screwed up. Oh, I I know they screwed up because they didn't develop their characters like Marvel did. They just tried to group them all together at once. Um, I mean. It is what it is, and, you know, if you're a fan of the DC Universe and all, uh, some of our listeners probably watch the CW shows, um, like The Flash, and they they do The Flash really well on the show. Um, However, as anybody knows, the the Flashpoint is like one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Flash storyline that there is. And they're talking about, for this movie, doing Flashpoint. I'm like, how? I was like, you literally, you literally just grouped all these characters together, and, and you're already gonna do Flashpoint it's, in the first Flash film. Yeah, man, it's time to shake them up already. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't have much confidence in it. I don't have much confidence in DC at all, actually. I did find uh, Shazam to be funny, and Aquaman. Yeah, good. Aquaman and Wonder Woman have been decent, you know, uh, but. I actually have not seen uh, Aquaman, oh. and I, I've got I've got problems with the new uh, Wonder Woman movie. Did you finally see it? Yes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think we spoke about it briefly. You know, I had problems with the plot kind of being all over the place. Yeah, man. That they they got some pacing issues with that movie. Yeah, I mean, but that's what Patty Jenkins wanted. People keep saying that Warner Brothers is like a terrible organization, but they gave Patty Jenkins like complete control in this last film, and look what a mess that turned out to be. Sheesh! But I'm sorry. Uh, back to back to Marvel. You uh, you had another Marvel related topic for us, right? Yes. Um, a lot of our listeners may know about this trend that was on YouTube for a while. It's called One Marvelous Scene. And it basically, <clears throat> anybody can discuss their favorite MCU scene. We probably should have had a guest on for this, and maybe we will next week. But um, it basically highlights the importance to the MCU as a whole. And uh, we're probably we're probably one year too late on it. But now that the show's coming out and it's moving into the next phase of movies and shows, um, I thought it would be a good idea to get into our favorite Marvel scenes from the past decade, at least our, our most favorite, like our one favorite and kind of discuss why we thought that one was so important or uh, like integral to the 10 years worth of stories that we got in the first three phases. And uh, I mean, if you don't have nothing, I'll go ahead and go first. I say, yeah, Jared, I, I, yeah, you, you got it. You got it, man. So, um, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan, obviously, and this one was kind of tough for me to pick out, but the one scene I think that I think is the best scene of, of them all, and it's up for contention, but in Captain America Civil War, where Tony's basically got, uh, Captain America and Bucky beat, but then, um, you know, Bucky grabs his boot and so Captain America throws him to the ground and then he starts beating him with a shield. The one scene I'm discussing is where uh, Tony's cap has been popped off by a cap shield and 
he literally thinks that Cap is about to kill him. And so he, he just like has this look of despair and he covers his face with his arms. And then Captain America, he, you know, he probably thinks about killing him for a split second. But he, he just kind of realizes that, you know, this is still this is still one of my friends. And then he just ends up um, putting his shield in his chest, thus, you know, rendering his suit, um, you know, ineffective. Ineffective, sorry. And um, I thought that scene was pretty, pretty powerful because then what comes after is, you know, Tony basically talking about his father making that shield and he doesn't deserve it. Kind of puts the two biggest arcs together in Marvel at once and how these characters have huge differences, but they still, you know, won't kill each other. Like they still have this ounce of respect. So even though they're beating each other to death, you know, it's still going to work out in the end, but it still kind of hits you emotionally. I feel you. I like that. I, I, I definitely, that's one of my more favorite scenes. But I don't know, man. For some reason, yeah. I mean, yeah. You asked me this kind of, kind of short notice, but so I haven't. I probably can think of a better one, but as of right now, uh, the scene when uh, the in Black Panther when um, when it's T'Challa and um, Killmonger. And uh, Ross, no, oh. Tatal and Ross, and they're they're flying back to Wakanda um, after trying to uh, capture Claw. And was it was it after they were trying to capture Claw? I'm not sure. It was it was uh, when they were flying into you know the trees and everything, and um, you know Ross thought he was just gonna crash into the trees. But, you know, they ended up going through to Wakanda and, you know, just seeing the, the beauty of, of that. Like, I don't know, man, that that seemed kind of powerful for me. Like, I don't I don't know if if we would need like a um, bunch of a backstory, even though they did give us kind of a backstory on how, you know, they made Wakanda and how they, you know, kind of hit it from the world and everything. But um, I don't know, man just to just to see it in that in that shot i don't know it it it, it uh it is one of my most favorite things to look at whenever i whenever i watch marvel no no i get it i get it and maybe maybe you know uh maybe you stick with that and maybe next week you come back after thinking about it and uh say you thought of something different but no i i do like the uh i do like the introduction to wakanda as well I've actually spoken many times about how uh, beautiful I think Black Panther actually is as a whole in general. I know the the final battle kind of gets a little messy CGI wise, but um, yeah. no, I still think the story is really good, and uh, I've always connected to it. I think it's an I think it's a nice film overall, and definitely uh, the the scene after. You know, after uh, Killmonger is beat and he's dying and everything, and he's uh, talking to T'Challa about uh, his dad and um, you know life and how he he wants to be uh, buried in the water along with the with the slaves that that knew that uh, was death that death was better than bondage. Yeah, um, that that's also a, re- a really good uh, powerful scene. I don't know, man. I just like Black Panther a lot. <laughs> no, I do too. I'm, I'm. That's definitely one of my top five favorite uh, Marvel movies. I'm, I'm kind of pissed at Marvel that uh, Chadwick didn't get a Black Panther sequel before uh, he passed. Because if you look at the timeline from when they made the movie to uh, his death, they could have very well shot another movie. I mean, Jesus Christ, when they had uh, the Thor and Captain America movies lined up. Uh, they were already planning sequels and Black Panther kind of blew those both out of the water with its opening. So you would have thought a sequel would have been greenlit like right away. I think maybe, I mean, I don't want to. Well, I mean, it, it was greenlit pretty uh, right away, but you know, with the whole infinity timeline and stuff like that, they, 
they just had a bunch of other movies to pump out to fit with the story. Yeah, and I don't want to put them completely on blast because I know about all that. Uh, but you know, I think they, I think they still could have done it. I mean, they were still planning the Spider-Man sequel that came out after Endgame. Uh, so I, I think it was humanly possible. Um, and I don't want to totally put them on blast because I know Ryan Coogler, uh, directed the first one and I'm pretty sure he's going to direct the second one when they do it now without, uh, Bozeman. I think, I think they, like I said, I don't want to put Marvel completely on blast because I think, uh, Coogler actually had commitments to, uh, Creed at the time. I think he was supposed to direct Creed too. Which is which yeah. is why the scheduling conflict happened, but uh, but then I thought he didn't do Creed two, like uh, I think it was like Stephen Capel that ended up taking over. Oh wow! Oh, I I thought he did it, but um, I mean yeah, Bozeman uh, was in other movies as well since then. Um, he was the he was in that one with the when he was a police officer. And everything. I, I forget how many bridges it is, but it's so many. It's a five bridges or something like that movie. And uh, he was in, you know, the Five Bloods. Yeah. Uh, and so I mean, he was he was pretty busy as well. So Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. If you haven't seen that one, it's pretty good. Uh, I, don't, I have no clue what you're talking about. It's on, it's on <laughs> Netflix. It was literally his last film. It wasn't the Five Bloods wasn't his last film. The Five Bloods was not his last film. It's uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which stars uh, Viola Davis. Oh, okay. Have you seen Have you seen uh, the Five Bloods? No, I haven't. I've seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I haven't seen uh, the Five Bloods. Oh man, it's it, that's a that's a good movie, man. Yeah, I need to check it out. Um. And just to just to know that this man was like you know, really like fighting that cancer and stuff um, while while he was filming those movies. Like, if, I mean, he's a strong guy. He's a tough guy, man. Rest in peace. Yep, we lost a good one. Um, yeah, man. Um, I mean, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent, but I know we both like Black Panther and, of course, Chadwick Boseman. Too, too, uh, you know, gone too soon. Yeah. But um, what you thinking, man? You think you thinking we got a good show for these people today? I, I think we got a good one. I think it's about time to wrap it up. We gave you all the longest episode in our existence last week with um, the great – KB, and now we're back to the original boys today. Um, so we, you know, we we know you, we gave you a long one last week, and uh, gonna try and keep it short and sweet for you. Yep. So, um, you uh, you got anything for the people in closing? You know, I think uh, in closing, if any of our viewers. Uh, or I guess listeners, I should say, because this one's not going to YouTube either. <laughs> um, if any of our listeners have an idea of what their one marvelous scene would be in regards to the MCU for the past decade, please let us know. Uh, even if you want to get on the show, we'll, we'll be glad to take you for next week and we'll, we can have a segment about it. Um, other than that, you know, this, this this New Year's, it's a good one. Uh, I think COVID's looking up. We're about to have a new president inaugurated this week. And, you know, it's it's a new beginning for us all. So let's uh, keep pushing forward and make this week better than the last. All right. And for me, I mean, I'll say uh, watch WandaVision if you haven't. It's uh, it's a really good show. Um, stay safe out there and wear a mask. Yes. And you can all follow me on Twitter at Jared Evans. And I'll leave it to ABG to plug the show. 
You can follow us on the show at on Twitter at unheard underscore of pod. And that's going to be the same on Instagram, on Facebook, where uh, you'll find us at unheard of. And also, I've been hearing rumblings of a unheard of fan fan account uh, fan group being made. So, I mean, if you guys are a part of that, I mean, uh, thank you for showing your support and everything. Um, you know, I, I mean, I haven't seen anything in the page or anything like that. I don't know if you have either, Jared. I have not seen a single thing until somebody in our friends group had posted uh, a snippet of a chat this past week. I didn't even know one existed. So maybe we're getting uh, – Yeah, I had no clue. I mean, maybe we're getting bad talked. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's called it's called a uh, fan group. So hopefully there's some good talk going there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you guys are talking good, even if you're talking bad, if you're still listening, thank you for listening. If you're if you're listening and hoping we get better, maybe we will get better. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, to keep going with our plugs, uh, YouTube follow the link. It's it's gonna be hard to find us just by searching unheard of. Uh, and me personally, you can follow me on Twitter at young without the o underscore abg. So that's gonna be that's gonna be it for the uh, the plugs. All right. Well, without further ado, we hope you enjoyed this one. And as always, we love you, we hear you, and we hope you hear us. Hear it unheard of. And as always, I'm Arthur. And I'm Jared. And you just listened to Unheard of. Brought to you by... Good.